1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
0: Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. And the Steelers were off on Sunday in week 14 because they had played on Thursday night football. But there was a lot of great NFL action. And week 14 wraps up tonight on Monday night football between the Rams. We got the Rams and the Cardinals tonight. I betonline.ag is the place if you want to make a wager on the game.
1: I'm going to betonline.ag, and I'm betting for the Arizona Cardinals. Bow any sport you want to, anytime, any place, 24-7,
0: make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. Ike, I appreciate the rescue there. Head over to the website. Or on your mobile device to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B L E A V 50, to receive your bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue to music, it's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. I teased some relief on Sunday because Steelers didn't play. They were on Thursday night, but Pittsburgh gets some help in week 14 considering the losses to the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Bills. A lot of great NFL action we're going to break down here on today's show. How are you this morning, my man? I'm good, Mark. How you doing? Fantastic. And honestly, like I said, like there was some relief in knowing that Pittsburgh was already done and taken care of and everything, too. It's just kind of a shame they weren't able to eke out a victory on Thursday night because they'd have been able to move up in the standings. They remain in the playoff hunt by just a thread. But I, I want to start out with this. This is my two cents worth after week 14, and we'll see what happens here with four games remaining in the 2021 regular season. Whichever team wins the AFC North division is going to get smoked in the playoffs. I said it, call me crazy. What say you, Ike Taylor? Because we're going to go through all four teams. I think each of the AFC North teams have major, major holes. That's my two cents worth. What say you, Ike Taylor?
1: The way the Browns... Running game, the way their personnel is set up, I don't think the Browns will get smoked. It will be tough for Pittsburgh. It will be tough for Cincinnati. I think they're a year away. And if Lamar is hurt, it'll be tough for the Baltimore Ravens. But I think personnel wise, um, regardless, I think the Browns have the recipe to win a few games in the playoffs. And that's just going off their personnel. That's going off their DNA. And their DNA is running. The football. Um, Baker didn't play bad yesterday. He didn't play as good. Baker's just Baker. So we can stop trying to, because he's the number one draft pick, you know, former number one draft pick, this is what he should be. Baker is Baker. Who he is right now is just proving he needs a run game. Uh, His receivers uh, have to catch the ball all the time, and he needs a defense to support him, and he does have that. So... In, in playoff football, um, it's a reason that you can go to betonline.ag because the games are gonna get close and tight. The time and possession are going to be a huge factor. But um if you're talking about anybody out of the AFC North, I'm gonna go with personnel wise, I'm gonna go with the Cleveland Browns because I think they got the personnel to to make a push or to go deep into the playoffs, Mark.
0: All right, we'll talk Browns here, Ike, and they led at half. It was 24-6 to against the Baltimore Ravens, and credit the Browns because it helps out the Steelers. If Pittsburgh wants a chance to make the playoffs, they beat the Ravens, who were at the top of the division and remain at the top of the division following Cincinnati's loss. Now, with the Browns, Ike, and I've said this all along, the caveat is Baker Mayfield is very beat up right now but they just hang on to beat the Ravens against the backup Tyler Huntley, who came in and played really well for Lamar Jackson. As he gets more game reps, I'd be surprised if the team doesn't take a flyer, a flyer on him as a quarterback. But I, I see that in the first half, the Browns play maybe their best half of football all year long, but then the second half, they don't even score. So if your running game is your advantage, Ike, and you want to keep the clock churning, now, I know you can stack the box and in the in the, in the Browns want to run out the clock and just escape out of there, but after the onside kick and the Ravens had a chance to come back and win, now the, the Browns defense shut the door, but Cleveland allowed the Ravens to hang around and hang around and hang around in that game, when if they have a double-digit lead, we talk about it all the time, Nick Chubb, Kareem, Hunt, and company, let's roll, and, and so then, to me, that's incumbent upon What can Baker Mayfield bring to the table when you need a play action pass down the field and whatnot? And I don't want to throw this all on Baker. I I blame all parties. The Odell Beckham situation didn't work out. You've got questionable play calling for an offense that struggles. You have all the talent in the world in Cleveland. And if the Browns aren't able to get it done this year, you've got to ask yourself, is Baker Mayfield worth that massive contract extension that he seeks around $43 million per year, which is what the bills are going to pay Josh Allen. The reason why that matters is Josh Allen was in that same 2018 draft class as Baker Mayfield. So you mentioned the Browns, just Baker Mayfield point blank period isn't playing at the level he needs to. And again, a lot of that is because of his injuries and he's played through those injuries. But if you're out on the field, you've got to perform. So there's that. that's kind of my two cents worth with Cleveland, Ike. The other teams in the division, we saw what happened with the Bengals. Like, I like the Bengals. I'm with you. I think they're a year away, too, because when they really, truly need to get a stop defensively, they didn't do that on Sunday. And so I kind of like the Bengals the most of all the teams in the division, considering not just Jackson's injury, but all how decimated by injuries the Ravens are as a whole. Uh, It's like, I don't know who's going to win this division. Sorry, I've been rambling here. Hop in.
1: I know what you like from the Bengals, and correct me if I'm wrong, you like the swag of their team. And this starts with Joe Burrow. And I, Joe Burrow, that swag is contagious throughout the whole team, Mark, on the offensive side and the defensive side. And you go back, you go back to LSU days with Joe Burrow, you, you seen how swaggy he was at LSU. He brought that same kind of swag to Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and you can just see it. You know what I'm saying? So he has the domino contagious effect on that whole organization. That's what I like about the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think we kind of agree on the same page. We will agree. They're both a year away. But the reason why is just something about the Cincinnati Bengals that we like, oh, snap, Is Joe Burrow. <laughs> That's what the hell it is and his it's, it's contagious swag. But um, getting back to uh, the Cleveland Browns, man, I I I, I love Baker Mayfield's attitude. I love his toughness, but don't nobody care if you're hurt. Once you step in between them two lines, they're not looking at who's hurt. They're looking at wins, loss, and stats. That's what you look at. Now, when Baker went on the run last year, when he threw for like 18 touchdowns and only three picks in the second half of the season, it was Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That's what it was, because you was leading the league in time with possession other than other than the Baltimore Ravens and the run game. That's what you was doing. So it's about time for Baker Mayfield. Like I say, man, I say Baker Mayfield, he's a he's a he's a top quarterback. It's gonna be hard to replace him, I think personally, to start all over. Give him that Ryan Tannehill deal. Just give, give the man a Ryan Tannehill. Give him a little bit more than Ryan Tannehill. That's 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 the deal he needs. Right there. And if you want to do some upfront money. If you want to fully guarantee something, go on give him that Kirk Cousins there. They're, they, 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 they're the same kind of people. He, he's not as athletic as Ryan Tannehill because Ryan Tannehill played receiver when he was in college. He's more athletic than Kirk Cousins. He's right in between. Go on get that man them deals right there. Give the, we, we keep talking about this 40, 43. Nah, <laughs> I love Baker, but Baker ain't no 43 kind of guy. Getting between that 35 and 38
0: kind of deal. Well, I can't wait to see what kind of deal Lamar Jackson ends up signing because he's also in that 2018 class, Ike. I'm with you in terms of the salary cap, though, is going to continue to increase. So he's going to want more and more and more money, but I I don't think he's anywhere near that Josh Allen money. I'm with you there. And if the Browns decide to part ways with Mayfield and let him walk, I'm fascinated to see what he would get on an open market now we mentioned josh allen and he played and brought the bills back against the buccaneers but they fell short in overtime but a a few things i noticed with buffalo ike who the bills by the way are now seven and five they went the entire first half without giving one of their running backs a carry this hasn't been done since 1991 major red flag for a team that should be hitting its stride as we enter into December, January, as you make a postseason push. Now, Josh Allen had more than a hundred yards on the ground, and I noticed this, Ike. I don't know if they're saving him for this late postseason push. He's Buffalo's best runner. He's Buffalo's best runner, and that and and I don't know why they're not giving Devin Singletary the ball, but I know that the Buffalo Bills were supposed to be an AFC contender this season. Remember the, the game earlier in the year when they beat the chiefs and how big of a deal that was this team that we're seeing now compared to early on in the year, Buffalo team that the Steelers beat in week one, two, by the way, it's, I, it just, it's perplexing to me. I, I do not understand what's going on with Buffalo. They're not trending in the right direction right now.
1: So you're coming up, you're coming up short and I'm speaking as if Buffalo. So we're coming up short and we're not beating the teams we're supposed to beat. So we already know the first game of the season: Pittsburgh beat Buffalo, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Then we go down to Buffalo's favorite, Buffalo's favorite, too, Ike, which is important to put in. And I'm
1: and I'm damn sure correct. Correct me if I'm wrong. There was probably a favorite between the Jacksonville game, too, right?
0: Oh, I mean, <laughs> and, and <then> I, <laughs> is that
1: even I, a question? <laughs> right. So all the game, you, you you do lose, and you give hope on good games. You, you you gave hope against Tampa last night. Okay, you're down bad. You can come back. Oh no, you didn't come back. You gave hope against, or tried to give hope against the New England Patriots. New England did exactly what you did. They just swapped swap mindsets. You ain't throw the ball. You ain't run the ball in the first half. Only a couple of times. New England ran the ball down and throw it the whole game. So, here's the problem. It's too much on what we call talent. And around this time, and we've been talking about this for a couple of years now on this show, November, December, January football, you got to have something going. And that's defense and the run game. And for your quarterback, when it's time, just ask Tom Brady, when it's time to make a clutch drive or a clutch play. And then all three of them phases right there. So, if you if you look at Buffalo, you like the talent. You like what they see. I mean, that was damn near favorite at the beginning of the season. They was favorite to be, you know, Super Bowl hosts in some eyes. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 it's, it's too much to inconsist. They're finding ways to lose, you know, and that's, and, and that's not good. And their defense ain't been playing bad at all. They got a top five defense. So the defense ain't the issue at all. But at the same time, you look at the time breaking. And right now, you can have an argument on who's better between Justin Herbert or Josh Allen. Because when it's time for somebody to make a play, you know Justin Herbert going to wind up making that play. So, for me, um, Buffalo, they're just too inconsistent. Right now, they haven't got over that hump. And over that hump is beating teams you're supposed to beat. Now, in them, in them tough games, I get the tough games. When you do start winning a few tough games, when you do conquer – the Tom Brady's and, and the Aaron Rodgers. And when you do conquer them, then we can stop, then we can start talking. But until then, and it's Patrick Mahomes. But until then, you know, it's it's a lot of talent, but it's just not adding up right now.
0: I want to help our listeners and viewers make a little bit of money, Ike, before we go to our next segment. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers beating the Bills was significant for this reason. Brady is now minus money. He is the favorite twin NFL MVP. And if you look at the Buccaneers remaining four games, New Orleans Saints next week, Panthers, Jets, Panthers. Buccaneers are probably winning three out of four of those games, if not all four. You look at the stats, Brady's at the very top. They rely heavily on the passing game. The Running games, not quite where I would like to see it for the Buccaneers. But if you're talking MVP odds, go ahead and bet on Brady right now as the favorite because I look at that four-game remaining schedule and I believe that the Buccaneers will win at least three out of four, if not all four, in their pursuit to try to get home field advantage. Remember, the only teams in each conference that get a bye week are the one seed as well. So they're going to be fighting each week to win all four games.
1: Yeah. I mean, three out of four, I agree with you on that one. With with the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we're gonna see when AB come back. When AB come back, it's gonna be a a totally There's different. There's another stuff. weapon. Yeah, right now he, he he been using his two tight ends between Break, Rob Bronkowski, um, Godwin, and Mike Evans. What I like with what the Tampa Bay Bucks have been doing. They've been lining up Mike in the slot, so they just haven't been leaving him up on the outside. He been getting a lot of slot action. And he's been running some big plays between time and Mike Evans, you know. But from that standpoint, and you're missing A.B. So once A.B. comes back, well, on the defensive side, they've been getting healthy, very healthy on the defensive side. That was hurt earlier during the season. So I think Rich, I think old Sherm, old prehistoric Sherm, the cornerback, man, he got him picked yesterday. So there you go. But um, I, I like time. That that That's just time. Like, f- for me, in my mind, man, I, I'm kind of, I'm looking at time nowadays, I'm looking at time like, man, he just waiting for the game to get close, and he just want the ball last. That's 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 all. Like, he don't even care what to score. He just tell the defense, man, y'all boys give me a three and out. Give me a minute 12 on the clock. Give me two timeouts. Either I need this field goal and put us in position, or we're going to score, and I'm going to put us in position. That's, that's just the mind frame. Of time. He's just too cool in that guy named Parker, but that's 20 years of playing football.
0: <laughs> so Ike, we've got to give a shout out to the Buccaneers, the Browns and the 49ers for helping out the Steelers in week 14. Ike, we'll move on. There was a report that TJ Watt avoided a serious injury. Now in that Thursday night game, the Steelers pulled him because of the groin injuries, had some lower body injuries this season. But I'll say this, when he has been on the field, the Steelers have gotten an excellent return on investment given his level of production. He entered week 14 with 16 sacks in 10 games. Now he only played in 25 out of the 70 snaps against the Vikings. But going in advance of the week 14 game, had he be able to remain healthy, here's what was at stake here. Potentially the NFL single season sack record, Michael Strahan, 22 and a half. Maybe not just the NFL defensive MVP, uh, AP defensive player of the year, but maybe the MVP. Now, at this point, that's probably out of the question, but we're talking about what he brings to the table. It is good that he he could very well play against the Titans in week 15, and the Steelers are going to need him on the field, healthy, making plays, being productive, if they want any chance of making the playoffs. TJ, what is
1: the start? for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You, Coach T Coach, used to always talk about, man. um, It's a five-star game because we in it. And I need my five-star, I need my star players to be stars. That's T.J. White. T.J. White all day. I mean, he still lead the league in sacks. And these guys been been three, four, five games ahead of T.J. And T.J. still lead the league. So, for me, if T.J., just my guesstimation, you said 22-and-a-half by Michael Strahan. Shout out to Michael Strahan for going to space for 10 minutes and come back down to <laughs> But at But at the same time, Mark, man, I'm looking at – I'm like 16 sacks in damn 10 and a half games. Man, if this man would have played a full season, he would have gotten at least a 25, 28 piece. Easy. And ain't no, ain't no telling – we just talking sacks. So ain't no telling what sacks, calls, fumbles, interceptions, tackle for loss. Ain't no telling what the whole nine his stats would have been like. But the fact that he leads the league still – and we're talking about guys on Monday or we're talking about guys on Friday after games that be like, oh, this could possibly be the least defensive player of the year. I'm looking at TJ. TJ like, hey, everybody, my stats are better than them everybody else's and they got five games ahead of me. How y'all feel about me? So I get it. from, But just from a Steeler standpoint and being a former Steeler and a Steeler fan nowadays, TJ White is a star. You know, it's just – it's the it's the energy. And T.J. Watt has been playing more meaner this year. The chip has been bigger this year. And usually when you get paid, you can see a lot of players – I ain't going to say no names, but just look over there at Dallas Cowboys. You can see a lot of players on the defensive line, once they get played, we call them laying down. Or oh, you got paid and you lay down. You're not hungry anymore. You're satisfied. You're you you you, you – uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It starts with a C. Golly, but anyway, but anyway, that's T.J. Watt, man. I'm
0: content. I'm at- content.
1: Yes, I appreciate you. You're content. Gotcha. So I'm, I'm looking at T.J. T.J. got paid, and T.J. just got meaner. You know, I'm looking at him getting to, <laughs> to to ruffles. So I'm looking at him kind of. He's blocking quarterbacks, but he's blocking them very aggressive. I'm looking at him slamming people. He's taking towels out people, running backs. You know, back pocket that he's throwing. I'm like. Oh, yeah, that's the dude I want going to play with right there. But that's TJ, though. So, hopefully, TJ can come back. And I think you made a, a great point, him coming back for the AFC game against the Tennessee Titans. Um, so, I'm glad they did miss a serious injury with that uh, with that growing. So, hopefully, time to tell. But the Pittsburgh Steelers 24-7, seven days a week, 17 games out the year. They need TJ wide on the field because he brings that star power.
0: Yeah, I – I'm with you there. My my takeaway from all that was this Michael Strahan went to outer space, took his Super Bowl ring there too. We okay. need to become the first podcast host to host a podcast in outer space. We'll take it to the next level.
1: Jeff B. If you are watching this, <laughs> holler at Believe and Still this podcast. Talk to our boss, man, our boss woman. Make sure you holler at Miss Cordy at breaks too. Holler at me, I Taylor my partner, my compadre, (laughs) Mark Bergen, and make sure you make sure we can be the first. I don't care if it was if it's for one minute, but the first podcast in space, partner. I
0: appreciate you. It was pretty cool. It's like I get the push alert on my phone. Michael Strahan is gone to space. And I saw it on the TV, too. It's like, wait a second. this This isn't an Onion headline. It's like, no, this actually happened. This is real. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Oh, baby. Uh, Ike, Steelers' remaining schedule, got the Titans, and then Tennessee will be favored by two and a half. I am mm-hmm. already preparing myself day after Christmas. Melvin Ingram revenge game against the Kansas City Chiefs. And for a six-round pick, this might be one of the more impactful trades. And I was looking at not just Ingram's stats, or if you just look at the stat sheet, it's like doesn't it really show the impact that he's made. But what it's done is it's allowed the Chiefs to move Chris Jones back inside. Kansas City's on a six-game winning streak right now. I I honestly think Kansas City got Melvin Ingram for a coup. He was unhappy in Pittsburgh, given his role, playing limited snaps behind both T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith, uh, having to mix into the rotation. But, man, like, given the Steelers' struggles in the front seven the past few weeks, he is a player I would love to have in Pittsburgh still, if not for, you know, you get a sixth-round pick for heck of a trade by the Chiefs because I'm not going to give Ingram all of the credit for Kansas City's six-game winning streak, but he's helped turn the tide. I thought the Chiefs were dead to right, psych. I really did. And here we are, all these weeks later, six wins later. And a lot of that has to do with the trade that they made for Melvin Ingram.
1: Well, that's what the Chiefs was missing. They was missing a run bully. And that's what it was. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know what was going inside the locker room, but I'm just going to take a wild guess. You don't want somebody who's just front on that locker room, who's always walking in and being like, man, I'm better than this dude while he's ahead of me. That's what you don't want. Because then it brings a lot of, it, it, it's a lot of tension when it happens in the locker room. So that could have been going on. Now, I can be completely wrong. I'm just speculating. That could have been going on for a while and him demanding the, the trade is sitting out in practice and not giving 100% because he's disgruntled and and he wants to leave and he doesn't like the rotation. I've seen this before. But at the same time, for the Kansas City Chiefs, they got exactly what they needed. They got a run bully as Coach T was say. That's that's, That's how they was getting their head bust wide open. People were running the ball down their throat. They was giving up yards more than anybody at the time. And then you come six, seven weeks later, you get the run bully, you move Chris Chris Jones back in the inside, and there you go. The Kansas City Chiefs haven't been played this good of a defense since the 1990s, since the 90s. They lead the league right points per game, you know, 13.1, 13.1 points. They're averaging giving it up. That's very damn impressive, you know. So now when you got your front seven, they moving, they on the time, they got everything, they hot, they running stunts, they in the zone, what the hell you think that back end going to do uh, provided by the honey batch? He's going to cause, he's going to cause habit. He's going to make plays and he's going to try to score every time. He's just one of those. I'm always around the ball kind of guy. <laughs> and it's been going on since the time he stepped into the league, since the time he was at LSU. Really. So that's how I look at KC, man. And, and really Patty Mahomes, Patty Mahomes haven't even warmed up yet. And that's the scary thing about it. <laughs> like, Patrick is going to wind up warming up (laughs) deep into these playoffs. And it's going to be be scary, man. It's going to be a team that when you look at somebody out of the AFC, you're going to look at KC and be like, I don't want to play them. Like, you can give me anybody else out of the AFC, but this is a team I don't want to play. And right now it's not because of the offense. It's what the hell the defense is doing. You know, they set the tone. So,
0: yep. I, I can't believe we're at this point, though, because, again, I was at the game in Nashville, Titans Chiefs, and the Titans absolutely dominated up front Ike. And so here we are all these weeks later, and the tides have turned. Now I'm looking at the Steelers remaining schedule, Tennessee at Kansas City, Cleveland on Monday night, and then closing the season at Baltimore. You've got to win out with really the Steelers had to win out heading into week 14, but now you absolutely have to win out if you want to make the playoffs. And I'm looking at that Cleveland game as maybe the only game on the schedule where Pittsburgh might be favored, but I think the Steelers go into each of the four of these games as underdogs, and so it starts this upcoming Sunday where it's it's really winner go home, and it's it's Pittsburgh's last stand, considering that they've they've letting some games get a, get away. I mean, the, the comeback puts potentially in Week 14 against the Vikings. I go back to the tie against the Detroit Lions earlier this year, Ike. That's a game you've got to find a way to win if you're going to make the postseason. A lot of the times it's a one-score game, and you need that to go in your favor, and and, and it's probably going to cost the Steelers in the long run. Now, I say this with hopes that I reverse jinx it because my picks with Pittsburgh this year specifically have been absolutely terrible. So what I'm saying is this, Ike. The Steelers, I'm looking at the four of these games. I don't know where you get a win, considering you're probably going to be an underdog in each of the four of these games. Again, with hopes that with as crazy as the AFC North has been, there's my glass half-full perspective of maybe Pittsburgh's got a chance, even if it is a long shot. No, they're taking off.
1: And that's why I think the Pittsburgh Steelers is going to take off when they're going to win these games. All four? All four. Because of what happened. In Minnesota. oh my lord because of the heart of big ben and i've been criticizing ben for a while but he showed me everything that i was looking for against the Vikings. he needed help for sure because big ben he 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 tried his best and we had a breakdown on that pass the fair amount. so i'm looking at chase claypool and his immaturity i'm looking at coach tomlin looking at his roster right now and he have a couple of days more because they did play on Thursday. I'm looking at two dogs and one bone. And this is for everybody except for Big Ben. And what I mean two dogs and one bone is you're fighting to play these next four games. And he's telling everybody that. I'm looking at you can slip up and you can do your own thing and you can be immature. You can be selfish. I guarantee you won't be a Pittsburgh still the next year. I'm thinking Coach T is saying that. I'm looking at, I don't want this to be my first losing season as a head coach. I'm thinking it's Coach T. I'm looking at, man, I got to get back to what the Pittsburgh still tradition is. Hard nose, smash mouth, have some goddamn pride on the offense and defense side. Kind of, my T. That's what I'm looking at. So when I'm looking at, I'm looking at the mindset like between Coach T and his coaching staff, he got ample enough days to reevaluate not only his coaching staff but his team and, and set a different kind of tone throughout this week. That's exactly what I'm looking at. So when I'm looking at us, and when I say us, me being a former Pittsburgh Steeler, I'm looking at we're only play good when I back against the wall. I'll tell you the truth. Where you have us as the underdogs every game? I don't know. It's been like that since I played. You put us as a favorite, <laughs> you're going to lose some money. <laughs> Definitely all the time. You put us as the underdogs, go to betonline.ag and win some money and bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's
0: what I'm looking at. Psychic Ike Taylor and Ike, this is where it's, it's going to happen because I just don't see it. I love the tradition. I love your passion. The hair is standing up on my arm right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm with you. I just don't see it now against Tennessee, obviously not going to have Derrick Henry and then AJ Brown's been in and out of the lineup as well. Tennessee's had some injuries. We're going to have a full breakdown for our viewers and listeners later this week, but I, I, I love your optimism, but I, again, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it right now. We need to take a quick break to tell our viewers and listeners about Lightbox. Lightbox diamonds are the brightest gift of the year, and it's the time of year, right, where you might be thinking about popping that question to that special someone. You might want to just give them some nice jewelry this holiday season. Lightbox diamond does that for people all over the world.
1: Yeah, we ain't worrying about nothing dark. So if anything you want to talk about, and they got a box at the end of it, make sure it's Lightbox. The holiday season is approaching us ASAP whether it's for a loved one, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a mom or, a dad, or mom or a dad, make sure y'all go to Lightbox to snatch you
0: some jewelry, some bling, bling, baby. Like each week, your ad rate for lightboxjewelry.com like gets better and better. So kudos to you there. Yes, yes. And you can see on the screen right now, visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday season. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, never a dull moment. All right, Ike, other week 14 observations. Best team in the NFL, who you got, Ike Taylor? Best team in the NFL right now is the Green Bay Packers. It's nothing. That Sunday night football win against my beloved Chicago Bears. Just trying to it's rub salt in the wound a little bit here on a Monday morning, Ike Taylor.
1: It's nothing they can't do. And i I'm, I'm seeing I'm seeing AR-12 transform in front of my own eyes. I got the lead. Oh, I ain't got to slay the ball no more. The old Aaron Rodgers probably would have slain the ball 24-7. 60-something pass attempts, 55 pass attempts. Man, let me hand this ball off to Aaron Jones, especially in the fourth quarter. Let me give this thing to Corey Dillon, please. <laughs> let me go ahead and give this thing to Dillon, please. Let him put this 250 pounds on y'all
0: with the full steam ahead, please. You're <laughs> saying, no. no, you're out your Iraq or you <laughs> said, I know you made A.J. Dillon, but Corey Dillon. I'm
1: sorry, I'm sorry, sorry A.J. Dillon. It's like, it's like when he gets the lead now, he... Aaron Rodgers get more excited about handing the ball off because he knows he can. He ain't got to take a hit. He's trying to close the game and seal the deal. He's going through the drive through. He's and he's ordering his. Can I get an AJ Dillon, please, in the side of Aaron Jones? <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly what he's doing in the last six minutes of these ball games. Man, I'm, I can't curse on this show, but I'm effing with Aaron Rodgers right now. He finally, he finally got it with that defense and what they're doing. Oh yeah. They playing some, play some good ball over there, but that's a team, that's a team package right there, boy. But that that AJ Dillon in the side of Aaron Jones, them boys hell when it come down to coming out that backfield. And you know, he he's using Dillon more and more towards the end of the game for that big, I call it elephant package. He putting that elephant package on that field and they just running that clock out because AJ Dillon just running grown men over.
0: See, Ike, I need to be on the sidelines with you when you coach your youth football teams. Be like, elephant, elephant package. And it's now oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about, you know, <laughs> where it's like bring in the big boys, bring in the jumbo set, we're running oh, yeah. the ball down your throat, and there ain't nothing that you could do to stop it. I love that, Ike.
1: That, that, that Aaron Rodgers, you know, he, his confidence is so high right now with that team, that offense. He down there running up to the offense, running up to the offensive line to tell the defensive line. We're going to run the ball right here with A.J. Dillon in the back of us, and you're not going to stop us. (laughs) That's how he's feeling right now. So, me, the best team in the league who has a total package, offense, defense, um, special team is still kind of shaky. But, man, they can can go all phases of the football game. When you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers who can throw to anybody, anytime, any angle – but at the same time, he understands how important the run game is. And when he wants to close out, you know, that's what Tom, that's what Tom is known for. Tom is for closing the game out, handing the ball to playoff Lenny and Jones, but not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers got two young studs in the back. And he's been doing that for like the past five weeks. Six minute football coming, and it's gonna be Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon.
0: Yeah, Ike, I'm with the Cardinals right now, and I'm excited to watch them on Monday Night Football. I'll probably eat my words. But this is a team where it's like they've just gone under the radar at 10-2. and two. Kyler Murray missed several weeks. Colt McCoy came in. They don't miss a beat. And on Monday Night Football in prime time, I think they're finally going to get their due tonight. Two and a half points. I'm taking them to cover and to win at home. I like the Cardinals right now Is the best team in the NFL I look at the Bucs. You talk about the challenges of repeating as Super Bowl champions, the chiefs. I still, I know they've won six in a row. They look nice, but I'm still, I saw what I saw earlier this year. Does that end up hampering them long-term in terms of the, the struggles of the defense at times early in the year and the inability to run the ball. And then the Patriots are a nice, they have a nice defense too, but you've got a rookie quarterback there and Mac Jones. So, if you actually want to go on and win the Super Bowl, it's just very difficult to do. I don't know if that's ever really been done. So yeah. you mentioned you mentioned the Packers. I think the Cardinals are also right there the, in the running with everything.
1: The Packers beat the Cardinals. No, I, know. I know. With the depleted, like they didn't they didn't barely heck. We had they had COVID down bad injuries, like and they went up, they went up in Arizona and gave Arizona some some poo poo shoes. <laughs> that's exactly that's what exactly what they did. They kicked them in the butt, all around the butt. You know, we call them, I can't say the word, but we call it poo poo shoes. That that's that means you've been kicking butt all day, all night. <laughs> that's exactly what they've been doing. So let's not forget that part. On the AFC part, just because Mac and Cheese is a rookie, I'm still not gonna discount them boys out because now I'm starting to see. When Bill Belichick has the personnel that he needs, <laughs> he got a hell of a staff and he's a hell of a coach. And now I'm starting to see Coach Belichick smile a little more. I'm starting to see Coach Belichick have more personality. And for me, he's joined the game a little more. And when I think about that, I think about his son who runs the defensive side, who helps run the defensive side. And I'm thinking about the dad and the son conversations like that. You got to ease up a little bit. This is a different generation. You got to be able to talk to these players. This is a different generation. You got to open up. They want to see the other side. They want to see They want to see what I see as a son, Dad. That's what, that's what these players want to see. And I think his son has helped him do that over the course of years. And that's what I'm seeing on the sideline. That's why I'm getting all these free agents, because it's hard to bring free agents in and get them all on the same page, because they're not inherited, meaning you didn't draft them guys. You know what I'm saying? So, for me to see that with the New England Patriot team and to see mac and cheese, mac and cheese, they ain't asking mac and cheese to win games. They just ask them not to lose it. And that's still hard to do in the NFL. So, I'm not going, I'm not going to count out the the New England Patriots just because mac and cheese is a rookie. You know what I mean? Mac and cheese can't put some extra cheese on that cheeseburger.
0: Like the sponsorship possibilities with Mac Jones and the nickname Mac and Cheese, like Kraft, Velveeta, like should have a bidding war on who you want to sponsor. Like it's a right. no-brainer to me. Right, it's a no-brainer to me. Like a few other observations before we wrap up here, Miles Garrett is a mutant, and I saw two stats he set uh, milestones. He had a strip sack, fumble recovery, and a touchdown. Against Tyler Huntley, who was filling in for Lamar Jackson after his injury. And that score provided to be the difference for the, the Browns because they didn't score for the remainder of the game after the touchdown, an extra point. Garrett is second in the league with 15 sacks. That's a Cleveland Browns single season record, four games left in the regular season. He also has 57 and a half sacks through 64 games. Only other NFL player with more sacks in the first 64 games. Of their career hall of famer reggie white so miles garrett tj watt two guys off the edge in the afc north playing at an extremely extremely high level and you talk about return on investment the contracts that they signed you mentioned a little bit earlier ike above oh sometimes once players get the bag they don't play as well they don't quite get after it the same way though those two guys if that's the rule those two guys are the ex- the exception Miles Garrett, I'm, I'm not sure he's even human. He's unbelievable for the Browns. Who are
1: you, who are you talking about, the Hawk or, or Miles Garrett? Because that's all Miles Garrett is. He's the Hawk. <laughs> that's exactly what he's <laughs> When you, you you, better mention Miles Garrett as the Hawk because that's exactly how that young man been. And like you said, he's one of the only few, few people who, when they got a big contract, they haven't laid down. Actually... They turn into mutants, you know. T.J. He got his contract. He turned into a mutant. Miles got his contract. He turned into a mutant. So I'm looking at it, and that they looking at it how I used to look at it. Once the ink draw the contract, that contract is old. I'm working for another one. <laughs> that's just what it is. I want more than I had this time, and that's just what it is. So I'm looking at those two guys. I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at 180 million. Damn, that 200. When them two boys come up, and when we look at their resumes, and we talk about this. You know 4 years from now, we're going to be talking about $200 million between these two, but not between a piece or getting close <laughs> <laughs> to these two boys, TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. Guarantee and who's going to set who's going to set that market would be Aaron Donald because he's coming up in a couple of years. Then we'll just take off from there cuz the salary cap is going up in the NFL. But yeah, man, Miles Garrett is different, bro. I mean, you you see him in the offseason, you see him play basketball. You see, him? but he's different in all kinds of ways. Like, he's a he's smart, he's nerdy, he's a geek, he's athletic, he's a dog, he's a mutant. It's just hard to find all that wrapped in one. So yeah, his name is Hawk. You call him Miles Garrett. I'm gonna call him Hawk.
0: I wasn't sure where you were going with that. I well, that was excellent. It, it, literally like my role on the show is just to keep you to, to keep that conversation flowing. I because you just absolutely cracked me up. Uh, Again, Miles Garrett, just an unbelievable season, and it will continue with four games left. We'll see. Maybe he could put if he has an incredible week like he had in that Bears game where he had four and a half sacks. We talked about TJ Watt chasing Michael Strahan's record. Miles Garrett, you have four games left. You have the additional game. That's not out of the question.
1: Yeah, I'll 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 no fold. He get he get two games where he have three pieces, three sacks. We we, we're gonna have to start talking. Big time, big time.
0: Yeah, because so send. Listen, pod- we'll, do, we'll do the podcast. I got the idea. We'll do the podcast in space. It'll be me, you, T.J. Watt, and Miles Garrett, the four of us in outer space, in honor of Michael Strahan's record. You see what I? I'm putting everything together.
1: I mean, he talking into existence, bro. That's 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 how things work. You talk this. You talk this thing into existence. We got action. So he, you know, <laughs> your boy got that phone. Fo- P. Mag got that four for one twenty. We'll take for it. We'll take that four for one twenty. I take. I, I take that all day. You
0: get fifteen. I get fifteen. Slow money better than no money. Yep. Amen, I <laughs> a, a few a few other things before we wrap up here. Did you see Joey Bosa's halo sack celebration. You mentioned poop shoes earlier. I saw the NFL tweeted out the video, and then by the time they realized what it was, they took it down. And we'll see if he gets fined for the celebration clearly an homage to the Halo video game, which I know that there's a new a new version coming out soon, too. So very timely as well with celebration. Ike.
1: Hey, dude, I mean, it's just like my nephews, man. Once these halos and these Call of Duties and all these games come out, man, and it's coming out for Christmas or the first of January. Yep. Hey, man, he's, I, I, I get excited because then, you know, all I do on, on my Uber tab, it ain't nothing but pizza on my Uber tab, because I'm sitting in the house week straight. Either I'm watching football or playing Call of Duty. <laughs> or Halo. Hey, no, it's 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 one of the two. So I get it's about that time for for one of them two games to come out. So I mean, shout out, shout out to Bosa man. Uh the league ain't catch on to us after the fact. Y'all gotta be quicker than that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then did you see Texans punter Cameron Johnson? I swear, Ike, Bill Burr snuck into a uniform, put a jersey <laughs> on, and got photographed on the sideline.
1: Hey, that's how it is sometimes. You hit that right on the head, Joe.
0: <laughs> I swear, like, I wish we I wish we had rights to put up a side-by-side picture. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google this. Right. Bill Burr was on the sidelines for the Houston Texans this weekend. I will not be told otherwise. <laughs>
1: You caught him before
0: everybody else. (laughs) Ike, you're the absolute best. This is so much fun. Later this week, we'll have a full preview of Steelers and Titans. We'll have other NFL news as well. I want to give a shout-out to the Believe Podcast Network, the folks over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and the team over there. To the sponsors of today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast, betonline.ag and Lightbox, thank you. And thank you to the viewers and the listeners of the Believe in Steelers podcast, Ike almost up to 600 subscribers on our YouTube page. And one thing I want to tell our our, the people that watch on YouTube. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch Ike and I. In the month of November, Ike, our average video view, four minutes and 12 seconds. I think that's a testament to the analysis that you provide. And then the people behind the scenes over at Brinks TV, Ike, who make us look good. So thank you for that. Continue to watch our show share it with with your friends and please subscribe as well uh ike i'll turn things over to you now but a huge shout out it's a collaborative effort and i just wanted to express my appreciation for that man well said
1: well said teamwork made the dream work you know my hand itching right now and they said when your hand itching in the old days that that mean you might you about to get some money so i need y'all to go to betonline.ag and bet whatever sports you want bet. Gotta gotta give a huge shout out to the Believe in Stillers podcast for giving Mark and I this opportunity. Miss Courtney and her team behind the scenes for Brinks TV for making us and look making us and giving us all this creative ad libs and subscribes and all them issues. Um Lightbox Jury, appreciate you. Make sure y'all go to lightboxjury.com if y'all want to get some bling. It ain't never a dull moment. Everything gets sharp around this way. Also, got to give a huge shout-out to my dog, Mark Berger, for rocking with me and giving me the opportunity. Again, got to give a shout-out to everybody who listened. Make sure y'all rate and review us a Five Piece, meaning five stars. Please, all the YouTube subscribers, appreciate y'all for tuning in and listening for them four minutes and some change. If we can, we'll try to get y'all up to seven minutes. That's our goal for 2022. So, big shout-out to everybody. Teamwork does make the dream work.
0: For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Berg, and thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you on Friday. Until then, take care, and so long, everybody. Peace. This is the story of The One.
1: As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quitgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?